Hello, my name is Ryan Broderick, and I am not anxious at all right now, and I definitely don't have a very specific kind of headache that I haven't felt since, like, 2017 or 2018. <laughs> I don't have that kind of specific migraine right now, and I haven't had that specific kind of migraine for a complete week. Uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay my name is uh my name is uh luke bailey and i am assuming that the headache you are talking about is was in 2017-18 related to trump and is now related to russia uh which i will top as i love to be a story topper with the fact that i had to send around an explainer today about how not to break the geneva conventions oh by uh like sharing photos of uh like prisoners of war yeah and i should be clear no one in my team or newsroom were planning to do that but it was one of those things that you've got to be clear up front um, sure and that course. is a that is that is a that is a message that i did not think i would ever have to send No, the uh, well, yeah. I mean, we're all we're all in a very strange world now. Uh, no, my migraine, I, I've I've deduced is specifically breaking European news migraine, which I oh, that's interesting. I I, I didn't know it was a specific kind of migraine, but now that I'm no longer c covering European news from the ground, I didn't have it, and then I now I have it again. Uh, so that's very retro for me. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I think one really interesting thing about this whole thing is that every news cycle and news event has its own migraine. It has, it, it, <laughs> no, no, its own rituals. Like this is maybe oh. this may be a reporter thing, but it's maybe it's maybe more than that as well. Which is that you kind of acquire these like weird rituals. Like so, for Brexit in the UK, it was these incredibly weird late night votes that all happened at like half ten. And yes. they happened like three times a week. And we were constantly just having these like insane late night votes in the House of Commons to see what would happen. And like we had a whole extra coverage plan for it. Like it, we had problems with the print, print paper because the deadlines were too late. We had loads of issues with it. Uh, but then alongside that, like if you have uh, – so COVID, the early days of COVID was the 5 p.m. press conference. And then the next six months was the 4 p.m. like cases and deaths and hospitalizations numbers drop. So it developed this like weird oh, thing at like four o'clock. Yeah. You like tuned in. This one is really bad because this is a basically it's waking me up so early now. I'm waking up like six, ten past six to check my phone to see if there has been an atrocity. And it's like it's so messed up. But yeah, each each of these have their rituals, and that ritual is like, okay, how bad is it? How quickly do I need to get out of bed this morning? Um today was a good day. I didn't tear out of bed quickly. The atrocities were limited. But one of these days, I'm going to wake up and fuck. That's the exact way to put it. Um, this is this is the first event of this size that I've done fully independently. Like I, I was working in a newsroom when COVID started, so I was sort of surrounded by like the rituals of a newsroom for that. Even though it was quickly a remote newsroom. With this though, 
to to sort of like think of like my newsletter as like something that responds to this is like becoming increasingly bizarre in my brain. And what's also weird is that like a lot of newsrooms like they don't they don't have the thought of like okay like do my readers like can my readers take more of this as an independent publication and even like producing this podcast like there has to be a moment where we say like do like can people handle more of this because we're directly talking to an audience, which is a really weird feeling to have amidst everything. Yeah. It's yeah, it's deeply unpleasant. Um and the way and the way that it the way that it also comes through to us being it's so visceral, it's so immediate. Which actually, I mean this is the first segment of the podcast. So should we just start the podcast here? Is this what we're doing? Oh, uh hold on. Hey Luke, how is the internet this week? The internet was 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 at war, literally at war. I don't know how other to explain it. I okay. I've been. I, I have done a weird amount of podcast appearances over the last week, and I've had to write about this a lot. And I've been trying to figure out a way to, to say what is new about this current conflict in a way that is not tying into the extremely racist narrative of like Europe at war kind of thing. And I, I figured it. I've out. been having the exact same thing because I want a two word phrase that sums it up, and I want to know what your thoughts are. Okay, hit me. I don't have a two, oh, I don't have a two two word phrase. Oh, but what, what, I, what I okay, what I do think, what I do think, is that okay, like you know how in the history of warfare, for a while, all the men would line up and they would shoot at each other, and then they would like go back and they'd line up again, they shoot at each other. There's like that kind of like idea of war, and then sure. we got guerrilla warfare, which was sort of like this like new idea, and then finally we had like total war. I think which is World the, War Two basically. Well, no, no, like, like, like beyond that, like Vietnam War, like, to- like full on total war. I think the history of info wars on the internet has followed a similar pattern, and now this is the first time where we can literally say, like, th- yeah, I guess perhaps like the First World War, like this is a full internet at war. Every, every community, every platform, every corner, every group chat, everything is being touched by this, and like you can literally just like throw a dart at anything on the internet and be like. Th- the, that's being affected by the war somehow. Yeah, it is. It's it's been extremely. I mean, the thing that I'm specifically thinking about is how odd it is to watch because it is a full on war, and and it should be pointed out like it's not like it's the first internet war. Like that was probably it's not. That was pro- that was probably Syria. I think. Like I, I know people talk about the Arab Spring, but that was very much a gr- like ground communications i don't remember watching it in the same way i think this is i mean you could make an argument that it was 9-11 no it wasn't because the primary way that most people consumed it was not through the internet and the primary way that most people consuming this does feel like it's through the internet oh i see what you're saying yeah okay it's 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 it's, it's like how everyone said obama was the first internet elected president in 2008 when in, in reality like it was trump like trump was the first internet president in 2016, I it was kind of like, oh no, it was the first time I used the internet, or the first time this was the primary mode of communication. Yes, they, they it, it like Trump's presidency being only understandable through Twitter. The conflict in Ukraine is essentially at this point only understandable in itemized blasts of viral content coming from every direction of the internet, without any rhyme or reason, only to be then like fact checked and organized and like cleaned up days later. To the point where like I literally had like a complete false idea of something based on a viral tweet that I did not get corrected for me personally until like today. And I saw it last week. It was yeah. the kids waving at the, at the tank. 
Oh, yeah, which yeah. Was the, not, which it, was not real. Or it was real, but not, not this one, not this comic. It was from 2014, and it was, and it was from a guy who repeatedly stages photographs. Yeah, and also it, got vi- it went viral because a U.S. representative shared it. Of course it did. <laughs> so, like, the, the, we're just, like, we're in this, like, insane zone where, like, nothing makes any sense. And yet it's coming so fast. And then, like... Like, there was an entire thing yesterday, I think. Oh, God, I, I don't know what day any, it is anymore, but I think it was yesterday when for, like, 45 minutes, everyone was like, oh, the central TV tower in Kiev has been bombed. And then it was like, oh, no, it hasn't. And then I have seen conflicting reports this morning that the ho- that the, the, the Holocaust gra- uh, gravesite yes. has been so, so bombed. So the, the, the most recent version of that I've heard is uh, from the Economist correspondent, Tim Judah, who actually went to the ground and looked around it and was like, there is no evidence of bombing here. They did hit the TV tower, but they didn't hit the No, I heard they didn't hit the TV tower. Just the camera angle made it look like they hit the TV tower. No, no. They, they, so it's, uh, sorry, it didn't hit the TV tower. They hit on the other side of the TV tower. Is what I, I meant. Like they, they didn't actually hit the tower. This is why it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we should also say before we go any further into this week's episode, this won't be the whole episode. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we are going to be talking about Facebook, which is totally insane to even think about, but we're, we're going to get there. And also, we, we're going to timestamp these recording sessions because like, everything is changing and we are not war correspondents. We are recording this on Wednesday uh march 2nd so anything that changes between now and then like we, we can't do anything about it. yeah and and also i can't edit our show the same day we recorded <laughs> like i did last week every week i would go crazy but but also what i was gonna what i was gonna say was i think that part of this thing of us getting the internet versions of things is that there is something very strange about the flattening effect of how people com- consume this stuff and something very strange about the flattening effect of watching you know the same way you'd watch like a funny meme watch a a moment of a war and I think like there's been kind of a, the one that keeps jumping out to me is the the guy who g- picked up a, a a mine and carried it like away to put it down. I somewhere saw this. Else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I never I never took a cigarette out of his mouth, which is yeah, impressive. That's... And there was another there was another video today in which like uh, someone was in the Kharkiv government building when the bombs hit it. Uh, as, and he was like filming himself talking to camera about the war and then the bomb hit it like he's like panicked runs inside and then you can see him holding his phone and the phone is like filmed on his fingers and he's also still holding a cigarette and i'm just i'm very impressed by the ukrainian people's commitment to holding onto the cigarette i i, I feel like the there is this biz- see this is what's tough I wasn't alive during World War II, so I don't really know what it was like to watch it in a movie theater in between cowboy movies for 50 cents or whatever it was. Yeah. But I have to imagine it was equally surreal because in that instance, you were watching war footage in between like the, the Marvel movies of the age, right? So like there must have been a cinematic quality to understanding the ongoing machinations of the war, but now we're doing it like in our Twitter feed. So it's like in between like influencers and like for me, like video game footage and memes and stuff. And then, you know, it's the it's clips like what you're talking about. Yeah, no, it's it's incredibly strange. And I also think, you know, for example, the US experience in World War Two watching you know those movies uh watching cowboy movies with war footage tacked on the beginning is probably pretty similar like aesthetically then if you look at like, the uk like they obviously weren't doing that because they had to turn all the lights out and black out the windows and all this stuff so so like everyone's experience would have been slightly different but fundamentally now 
everyone is in this war because everyone is seeing it all the time on their Facebook feed, on their Twitter feed. Everyone is seeing this like bizarre nonsense. Some of it's real, some of it's not real. Who knows? But it has this flattening effect. And I weirdly think the most accurate summation of this is that video that turned out to actually been filmed in 2021, which was the basically the blonde Russian girl. I think she turned out to be Russian explaining how to drive a tank, but doing it in kind of the TikTok way, which was like... That was from 2021? Yeah, it turned out she was from 2021. Oh, man, I can't keep... I'm I'm like I'm like part of the coverage of this stuff, and I can't keep it all straight. Yeah. No, that was, that was 2021, but I want a word to describe what the experience is of that aesthetic where you have a TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, online aesthetic apply to something incredibly grim. And I, I, the closest I've got is like structural dissonance. Like the structure of the thing is completely at odds with the thing that it's describing. I mean, it is a symptom of hypernormalization, cue Adam Curtis music. But I do think there is like a jarring high-low thing happening there. It, it, I mean, it's also kind of like the movie Starship Troopers in a way. Like like there is this sort of like, what do you, you call it? Structural dissonance? Yeah, that's the best I've got. I, I'm not sure it's there, but structural dissonance is like how I'm thinking of it now. Let's use it. I mean, yeah, it's the idea. Uh, like, okay, so the other day I saw like a very perky millennial optimized guide for surviving nuclear annihilation. And it was like, here's like some great tips to like not die immediately. And it's like, I'm not ready for that. I, I, I'm not ready to see the content economy form around the end of the world, which it yeah. will. Yeah, like I mean, people briefly. will be po- posting through it. Yeah, briefly, <laughs> but like, you know, I don't want to. I don't want my last thoughts to be like, "What's the content angle on this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though I think we should also talk about the benefit because I don't think there's been a story ever that I have thought that social media has made better, and I think this might be the first. Yeah, so uh, I just pu- I just published this in Garbage Day today, but I I did an interview with Emerson T. Brooking. He worked. I don't I don't I don't read that. I know you don't. Uh, he and also it was for paying subscribers only, and I definitely know you don't pay me for it. <laughs> so um, he works for the Atlantic Council's uh, Digital Forensics Lab. They've done like a lot of really great like open source investigation work over the la- over the years. Um, and he and I like had a really good conversation. Parts of which I, I put in the newsletter today about how. Like social media has essentially allowed Ukraine to last as long as they have in a certain way. Like yeah. the the speed at which the world has reacted to this is almost a hundred percent thanks to the the Ukrainian government's forward thinking digital strategy right off the bat. Which I comes mean, it, which it, comes specifically from Zelensky and his team as well. It's it's not a Ukrainian thing. It is that they got elected at the right time and his version of this was like I will use social media. That is the correct way to do this. Yeah, but also, like, I mean, you, you've you seen, like, a lot of, like, th- there's been a lot of good reporting around the idea that, like, Russia really underestimated the, like, hipster you, hipster Kiev. Like, the idea yeah. of, like, the young, uh, like, queer Ukraine that, like, could be taken over in an afternoon, and, and it didn't happen. And the fact that, like, social media has allowed Zelensky to stay on the ground is unlike anything we've ever seen in a war, I think. I mean, the the video, the hit, the first video that he filmed, like, late at night, where he went out with his, like, 
close his advisor and his foreign secretary and all this stuff where they just sit and they just sort of filmed around and was like hey we're in kiev we're not leaving like gave me goosebumps it was did maybe one the, of the, the best bits of social media i've ever seen did you see the edit of it that went viral it was so good i didn't i didn't have room for it to put it anywhere but it's so good so somebody took it and put like a ukrainian trap beat underneath it leader <laughs> But like, this is the, this is the thing. Like, I remember these exact feelings watching the Hong Kong protest. That's the one that I come back to a lot because it's, it's the most recent, but also it was the one that was most That's interesting. So thoroughly crushed by the state afterwards. And with all of this stuff, I'm like, this is amazing. This is incredible. I've never seen anything like this. In the same way where I was watching Hong Kong protesters first online and then in real life do things I had never seen before in, in digital focused protests. You know, them maneuvering through the streets completely silently based yeah. on telegram conversations and all the rest of it. I'd never seen that before. And the whole world was on their side. You know, we all had I stand with Hong Kong shirts and, and, and memes and all this stuff. And then, you know, a year later, two years later. No one talks about it anymore. I mean, to be fair, that was kind of a COVID thing. Sure. Like it did, it did, it did it massively. It, it was one of the elements that kind of significantly slowed those protests down. But w- what will be the co- what will be the next news cycle that 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 crushes this one? I mean, what I think was interesting about that though was that the all those techniques that they pioneered and they figured out that they had umbrellas for tear gas and they had uh, shields and they had laser guns and all this stuff then fed into the Black Lives Matter movement. And you saw all the exact things coming over as they were like, oh, we figured out how to do this. And the Black Lives Matter That's movement true. often figured out, which was really cool. That yeah. is really true. And I, and I think that like, I think we are, we are looking at something fundamentally different because we are, we are talking about like a, a military invasion. We're not talking about like police officers coming in from the mainland China to deal yeah. with college students. We're talking about something on a much greater scale that has a much higher margin for turning into, you know, the first hot war we've seen in almost 100 years. We're not at that stage yet, but... But the way that they've brought in... The way that Ukrainian people have handled this purely online perspective, obviously they're being astonishingly brave on the ground as well, but the way they've handled it from a purely online perspective in that you have stuff like the ghost of Kiev and you have stuff like uh, uh, the, the snake Island guys and all this stuff where it's like, we are going to, we should say, we should, we should say snake Island guys, most recent report still alive. Ghost of Kiev most likely doesn't exist. Doesn't matter because the entire point is that the entire point is they're inspiring people and they have effectively done that with this kind of like wild digital approach in which, yeah, like you need the people behind it. You need that support, but the, idea that Zelensky can immediately say whatever Russia says I can just put a video out and say I'm still here is so powerful that I don't think Russia weren't prepared for it and bluntly I probably wouldn't come up with it like I wouldn't have said like what if he doesn't give up immediately and just says I'm still here and we're gonna fight what happens then and and it's helped rally people it's helped rally people across the entire country not just in Kiev or just a certain faction of people everyone's kind of like cool we're into this. Someone did. Someone did. Someone did a poll of um, Ukraine as like of, of like his approval polling, and he was like underwater. He was like negative twenty or something. Uh, and I think he's like he's ninety one percent favorable now, which is well, yeah. yeah. I hope. I, I would. I would. You would I, hope. I, yeah. I would, I would hope. Yeah. yeah. I also think that like you bring up a really good point with the thing of like 
it doesn't matter if the ghost of Kiev is real or not. It's inspiring. And I think what's really interesting about this, and, and it's not something that I would have predicted either. I would have thought like, okay, we are entering a possible hot war with Russia. They are essentially the global, uh, the global standard when it comes to disinformation, info wars, all of these things that we associate with the Trump era. And what I think is so fascinating is that in this moment, I have never cared less about whether or not viral content is real. Yeah. And, and what is even more interesting is that like Russia, if you watch, so I watched a lot of Russian state media before it got taken down by most before, major before, platforms. Before it got cool. Yeah. No, I just, I love Russian state media. Like, yeah. I just think that like, you know, like they're telling the truth. No, but like over the last week I was watching, you know, RT uh, and Sputnik on uh, YouTube and Facebook to see what they were doing. And the major, the major narrative internationally, which I thought was so fascinating, was essentially trying to fact check the invasion and say like, um, actually, well, actually it's, it's, it's actually NATO's fault. Like, um, actually the, the, their, their entire idea going into this was to kind of like parrot, I think what they were seeing a Western media do around the Trump administration. Yeah. And so what we found ourselves in like a complete opposite situation where like no one really cares if the snake Island guys are real or not. No one really cares if the sunflower seeds uh, quote happened or not. I, these things did happen, but like, I think they would be just as powerful if they didn't like, I mean, my, 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 my personal favorite is uh, I don't, I don't need a ride. I need ammo. Unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. stuff. I was watching a clip the other day from a, from a, uh, like a, like a, like a talent show that Zelensky did where he yeah. played Hava Nagila <laughs> with his penis. Yeah. You know, like we're living in, we're living in unreality to a degree in which like, I don't care if any of these things are real because like w- there are bigger things at stake than whether or not like I get tricked for a couple of days into thinking that children were waving at a tank. Like it, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't impact my understanding of anything because there's too much at stake to quibble. I think. And, and the other thing that's worth pointing out is that the Ukrainians have been extremely good at, basically using a vast network of every single person in the country to track Russian troop movements. Like, when was the last time you saw a video of a Ukrainian tank going through somewhere? It's never. Like, it's never, it's not happened. Because the Russians aren't filming it, whereas every single person, as Russia goes in, is just filming every tank they see and uploading it. And so as a result, they have this vast intelligence network that they've never designed or never built. It's a populist, a popular it's an intelligent network of the people. It's like, do you remember that yeah. um, Black Mirror episode? I think yeah, it's called yeah, White it's, Bear. It's, I was thinking, I was thinking exactly of Black Bear. Yeah, yeah. Which everyone has a phone and they're just filming someone, and, and like they can't go in it, they can't do anything. They know exactly where they are at all times because someone somewhere, some Ukrainian out has a phone and is streaming and is uploading it, and they know where everything is. It's it's remarkable. I, yeah. The one last thing I'll say about this because I, I do want to sort of get. Yeah, to our big topic, our big topic of the week. But um, what I think is really fascinating is that there is sort of like a an age old truism about the internet that is proving to still be true. And, and this was something that like Luke and I, when we used to work together, used to talk about, kind of in like the nicer days of viral content, <laughs> when like we liked viral content and felt excited by it. But there was this belief that slickness bred inauthenticity right this idea that slickness on the internet implies inauthenticity credit flashboy yeah credit tom phillips uh but what 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 that kind of explained for us and the way we used to think about this was that you could go viral if you didn't want to go viral 
if 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 you if you just try to to do what you wanted to do, it would find its way to people and it would become popular. And for a long time on the internet, that was that was kind of the guiding principle. And what I think is really fascinating in this particular info war right now, totally isolated between Ukraine and Russia. If we, if we talk about these two internet forces against each other, that is literally what's happening right now, which is that this this people's cyber army, this this like social media intelligence organization that has just been built out of nothing in a matter of days, they're doing it. They're actually doing it. Whereas Russia, which has basements upon basements full of keyboard warriors that they've been honing for almost a decade, they're not they're not even in the same league because I I genuinely think that like there there are some still good things at the heart of the internet that are kind of becoming true right now or staying true i mean it's it's ultimately the kind of the weight of people like okay the whole cambridge analytica russian disinfo thing was obviously bollocks and we know that but i think the reason why it is is why it was always successful was the idea that oh a small number of people could like move the vibe of the internet and like maybe they can maybe they can do like specific things but a they have to have fertile ground and you know the UK in 2016 was ready for it, as was the US in 2016. Like they were ready for that kind of like fertile soil to grow. When it's not fertile, when it is like Ukraine, which is just absolutely solid rock of, of, of uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of a good word for it. A, a rock of resistance, maybe. Um, yeah. Then you can't do anything with it because you can't seed any disinformation there because people are just not ready for it. And in fact, it's really easy to be like, yeah, no, there's the ghost of Kiev. We have a magical fighter pilot. We have, uh, well, we have Zelensky, who at this point is a mythical figure, but is also amazing. <laughs> well, that's a very uplifting place to leave that conversation yes. until next week. Let's talk about Facebook. Yes. So, uh, this is exciting. We we got a request, which we haven't had in a little while, and it's a little Facebook mystery. So, friend of the show, friend of us in real life, Taylor Lorenz, Washington Post reporter. Is she, is she, is she, she, has, she hasn't been on the show. Is it, she should be on the show, really. No, but she is a friend of the show. Yeah. Wait, was she in a very early episode of the show? I don't think so. Oh, well, we've done too many episodes for me to know. But she uh, tagged us in a thread asking us to investigate this. So what it seems like this is, is a content farm uh, that is obsessed with using Katie Couric's death, which has not happened. No, 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 no. It is not using her death. This is really important. And I'm most fascinated by this. The language it uses specifically is Katie Couric's ending or Katie Couric's tragic ending. Katie Couric's tragic ending. So yeah. these are ad- these are ads on Facebook that use Katie Couric's tragic ending as a way to get people to click. So here's an example of one post. Today is a tragic ending for our Katie Couric, and the audience is saddened by today's news. And then the thumbnail says Katie Couric's ending, and then the headline says the tragic ending of our dear Katie Couric, bid farewell to America. And the the website is merrilymerrilylife.com, which is where I'm at right now. All right, before we do this, I want to talk briefly about kind of the impact that it's had. 
because I find this kind of fascinating. So I've just hopped on to Google Trends really quickly uh, and set it for the last kind of uh, seven days. Uh, and the search traffic for Kelly Couric in the United States just absolutely spiked. I will send you the, the, the a, a quick grab of it so you can see it. Uh, obviously, our listeners can't because it's an audio medium. But... So... One second. Let's take a look. All right. I've just sent you the screenshot. Okay, so this is the search traffic for... Just Katie Couric's Kate, name. For just Katie Couric, and it spiked to, what, 100,000? Is that what that is? Or no, 100 no, million? 100 is basically the peak, so it's, it's maxed out. So it is... Oh. It, the previous maximum was uh, two months ago, and it was like 45. Uh, and now it's spiked to 100. So... Uh, and if you put this on a longer a longer lay down and you put it like a well, I'm going to do the past five years there's more so right now there is 100 interest in, in Katie Couric for search so it's maxing out it's the highest it's ever been in the last five years the highest it ever has been uh, it was 49 which was in uh, late 2017 I don't, I don't know why I don't know what's happening then something was clearly happening maybe the Matt Lauer stuff but yeah more people are interested in Katie Couric right now than they ever have been in the last five years Everyone's saying it. The thing the, that everyone wants to know right now is what is Katie Couric doing during the Ukrainian crisis? That's what yeah. everyone wants to know. And the top terms during this period that people are searching for are clinical CBD gummies, uh, human CBD, uh, Katie Couric ending, Katie Couric what happened, Katie Couric tragic, what happened to Katie Couric, Katie Couric 2022, Katie Couric tragic news, did Katie Couric die? Uh, Katie Couric CBD, Katie Couric gummies, Katie Couric Facebook, Katie Couric CBD gummies. It is everything. All anyone wants to know about Katie Couric is: Did she die? And what are these gummies? So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go right on a limb here and say that this has something to do with CBD gummies. Is that correct? This seems to be. I I have not looked into this properly, but I thought it was interesting to try and pick up what the news interest was in it, and the news interest is very high, but specifically about her ending. What's fascinating is if you Google if you Google tragic end Katie Couric, you do get a real post from January 2022 from katiecouric.com. And it's about Gabby Petito. Okay. So wait, what are you Googling? So if you Google the weird phrasing tragic end Katie Couric, you will get a hit on katiecouric.com, which is Katie Couric's website, I assume? Katie Couric Media? That This is affiliated with her, right? It must be, yeah. I mean, I think that's a, co- that's yeah, a coincidence, surely, right? No, no, no. Right here. So, like, this is... We've said Katie Couric's name so many times during this podcast already that, like, it doesn't mean anything in my head anymore. But this is... Yeah. No, this is, like... This is a website that's run by Katie Couric. And last month, they did publish a story that has the phrase tragic end in it. But it's about, it's about Gabby Petito. Okay. So I'm just trying to figure out like why the phrase tragic end has become associated with Katie Couric. The other thing here is that last March, there was a bunch of hits for stories about the tragic end to Katie Couric's marriage. Yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff about her, the death of her sister and the which is also linked into a bunch of stuff about her career not going well, which is very I find very strange. But I think, oh, okay, I have this published this year, so March 2022. So someone's seen this spiking and has found a tragic thing to attach to it. 
as in people have seen Katie Couric and Tragic Death spiking and someone has written an article putting those two things together and the closest Tragic Death they could find with her sister, which is one of the most grotesque things I've seen in a while. Like That is very grotesque. That is extremely bad. So, Jesus. okay, so I I went over to Facebook. I went to the source because I guess I guess we're we're now deep enough into this that we have an idea of what we're talking about here, which is that there's some sort of CBD gummy marketing scheme that's based around the idea of Katie Couric having some kind of tragic ending. That's what we're talking about. Just for people who are trying to keep track of what what it is we're talking about. I, I will I will say the ending I think in this context is a, a specifically effective because it is both serious enough and final enough that it makes people click without actually committing to anything. Like if you say Katie Couric died, people are like I would have heard about that had happened. The ending it's mysterious. It's got enough to it. And I think that people, yeah, I think that's why ending exists. It's like, that's why that word has been picked. So, okay. So I, I searched Katie Couric tragic ending and I got a lot of people on Facebook. I, I searched it in Facebook and I got a lot of people there being like, why am I getting so many ads about Katie Couric having some kind of tragic ending? I found one of the ads. It was f- for some reason, like linked in a group called Itenos por el Mundo, which is a Spanish-language Facebook community. And it's advertising Katie Couric's tragic ending. It's her and her husband photoshopped in front of a picture of CBD gummies, which is crazy. Like, looks insane. Um, and then it, it links out to a website called ICA.se, which is a Swedish e-commerce site. And if you click on that link, it takes you to just like a bunch of Swedish food that you can buy. But uh, then if you go okay. to another Katie Couric tragic ending post, it takes you to the dailymailstore.uk.com and a fake NBC News article titled Katie Couric's latest business venture sparks tension with CTV and Bell Media sponsors. She fires back live on air. And then it says in a, whoa, weird. In a shocking one-on-one interview, USA's most popular news anchor reveals how she wouldn't be here without CBD. Okay. It then links to a clinical CBD gummies marketplace also hosted on this website, Daily Mail store.uk.com but then that but then that takes you to a bunch of redirects that then take you to a website called gethuman.com which is selling cbd gummies and gethuman.com okay so i've got i i i feel like the this this is a page that's connected to what this is they're using they're using katie couric to sell this Okay, I've gone down a different route. Okay, so this is the Get Human Gummies, which is ultimately the thing that they're selling. Yeah, these these gummies. I don't know who human are. Yeah, they're using a bunch of redirecting websites to mask this site. So Get Human with two U's. That's the that's that seems to be the. We need to come up with a term for this, but like when you click through enough, when you get to the thing that keeps coming up, this is the thing that keeps coming up. This is the source, well, I think. So I've gone down a different thing, and I've ended up on like a lot of keto stuff, which does not seem to link back. So I, oh. I, I, I think there may be two, two units here who are using the same tactic because they've seen each other use the same tactic. 
Like, so this ha- this, ha- this happens a lot in the UK. There's a guy in the UK called Martin Lewis, uh, who I suspect you've heard of. No. Oh, okay. So he is the most trusted person in the UK. Um, but he is he had a site, he started a site like 25 years ago called Money Saving Expert. And it's basically just a list of like, hey, here's how to, here's which bank you should go to for the best interest rate. Like really good advice. Like he is an extremely trustworthy person who is genuinely, that cares about his readers, cares about his audience and like makes good stuff. But because of his high trust ratings, he was dumped on all these sites where they were kind of like, hey, Martin Lewis says you should try this. And it's always like a weird crypto scam. But, oh, but the thing is, there isn't just one. There's a bunch of them because he is just the number one name. And I do slightly wonder if what's happened here is someone's found Katie Couric and found that it like really outperforms. And so they're like, okay, right. A bunch of other people have like copied them. And I think there may be more than one network at work here. Okay, so I found at least two. One is MerrilyMerrilyLife.com, which is like a, it's like a light, it's like a drop shipping site. So it has like baby clothes and like fun, like mom shirts and stuff. And they're using an ad about Katie Couric's tragic ending. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other one, which is the DailyMailStore.UK.com, which is the fake NBC News article. That is also advertising with Katie Couric's tragic ending. And that goes to CBD gummies hosted on gethuman.com. I put gethuman.com into a domain registrar lookup and I didn't find anything. Oh, weird. Okay. So, so gethuman.com is like a, like with one U is a website that helps you get a hold of like customer service stuff. And there's a page on get human with one U for the get human with two U's, which claims that there's some kind of FTC complaint for non-existent CBD gummies. Oh, so the gummies never existed. So is this a thing where like get human with one U has spoofed the domain of the agency that people use to complain about customer service stuff, which is get human with one U. Wait, sorry, sorry, so so you think that get human with one U has a second company? No, no. So so get human with with one U is a legitimate service that has been written about by media companies, and it's real. And what it does is it it lets you find the phone numbers. And customer service communication for major companies. That's that. That's what it helps. And it's what it's doing is saying basically, it's found a popular site that a lot of people type in that isn't like Amazon with two Zs or something. And it's just like we think enough people type this in to drive people to the site. Is that that you're thinking? I maybe. So there is there's another domain associated with Get Human with two U's called Buy Human with with two U's. And that is another place that's selling CBD oil. And they have an address that is based in... They have two addresses. I, found, I just found this page. They have two addresses. They have one in Colorado and one in Massachusetts. Well, I mean, anywhere with legalized marijuana is going to have like a lot of CBD stuff. Where is, where's Sturbridge in Massachusetts? Is it a fun, fun place? It, it seems to be in Worcester. Yeah, Worcester's not great. I used to go to hardcore shows there. Um, it's not great. Uh, although I did, uh, I did jump off a pool table at a concert in Worcester once. That was pretty cool. It's fun. 
Yeah, like I did like an elbow dive. That's that's fun. Were there any CBDs yeah. present at the time? Yeah, I I wish I was taking my CBD gummies. So okay, so okay, that ex- so that sort of explains what's going on to a degree, which is that like there's like a scammy company called Buy Human selling CBD stuff. Oh, by the way, if you Google Buy Human or Buy Human. Uh, Google then brings you up a bunch of pages to buy human bones. So don't That's Google good. that. Yeah, we're we're not Tumblr witches. <laughs> okay, so I've just been I've just been through a bunch of the extra links on the bottom of the NBC page, uh, and they all link through to a site called Phil D's Caps, which I suspect may not be a real site. Yes, I have I've been blocked by I've I've been blocked by my IP uh, IP provider from accessing this site, which is always a good sign. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had that before. Let me, let me send it to you and see if you can get through. I mean, I've never seen a more dodgy-looking email address, website address than this one. PhilDsCapsSTRX.com. I got an internal server error, so it doesn't even exist. Right, okay, cool. Good to know. <laughs> We've got to a point here where, bluntly, there is a phone number on this page. Do you want me to call it? I think we've got to call it. You're talking about the 833 number, right? I'm talking about the 833 number. Well, you know what? Let's call it. Okay, so I'm back. Um, we're that, not didn't gonna... sound hu- that didn't sound hugely like we moved the, uh, uh, some of information forward. No, no. Um, and, and we're not going to include the audio of me talking to uh, the customer service rep because that's not ethical or fair. But I can tell you how that went, which is uh, the woman was extremely confused. Uh, she did think that I... So I described the Katie Couric ads and I said, hey, there's these ads on Facebook with the TV host Katie Couric. Uh, and there could be some possible fraud happening. It's claiming that Katie Couric is using these CBD gummies provided by this website called gethuman.com or buyhuman.com. And I just called the number included on the website, trying to talk to somebody over there. Her first question was if I knew how to contact Katie at gethuman.com. So the, the woman, I think, thought that I was trying to talk to an employee of Get Human named Katie Couric. So I had to explain that, no, I'm ta- I'm, I'm, she's a celebrity and not involved with this. Uh, I gave them my name and my phone number. And she said that she would escalate it to someone above her, but it was not a call center run by this company. It was a call center that this company is outsourcing their customer service to. So she had no I, I idea. Have, what I have done about. a little bit more research while you were while you were talking, and the eight three three number is a specific group of numbers, which is based out of uh, Herndon, Virginia, uh, and it is essentially a toll free company. Like, there is basically yeah. a manager and a load of people buy that thing so that they have a number that doesn't connect to anything, essentially, for free. So he, here's another thing. I, f- I also found another page that's just straight up called Katie Couric CBD Gummies. <laughs> and okay. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. So it's uh, I'm trying to get a sense of like when this started. And what's crazy is that this page, which ha- only has about 10 people following it, but it was created in February 2022. So it's a brand new page, and it also has a phone number on it. Should I call it? I think so. All right. Let's. Let, you know, we're doing a lot of original journalism in this week's episode. We're doing live journalism. Yeah. Okay. So that number doesn't exist. Um, that's okay. not a real. Um, <laughs> eight five eight five eight is San Diego, incidentally. Okay. So this 
This website is not associated with MerrilyMerrilyLife.com or GetHuman.com. It's associated with a website called CBDNews24X7.com. And it has an article about Katie Couric's CBD gummies, which apparently contain 600 milligrams of pure first-rate CBD to assist you feel- with feeling remarkable without the high. Um, I guess I just like, can't figure out how Katie Couric got connected to CBD. I, I, I think it is effectively the Martin Lewis thing. It is where they say, this person is trustworthy. We have a product to sell. We will just say they've used it. And you create so many pages so quickly that it's very, very hard to keep up. And uh, we, we've had this, we had this on our site a few times actually, where like suddenly you get a load of ads basically coming through a, 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 a like a programmatic ad server or, or network and they're kind of garbage. And you click through to them and it says like, I mean, one of the ones actually that Martin Lewis sued people over was the fact that they said that he was in an accident and this was how he healed. And he was like, not in an accident, not doing anything. It's fine. Um, but they, they, looped people through to kind of a fake daily mail store which linked around like some product on dragon's den which is shark tank in the u.s um to say oh this magical product solved this problem and i don't think i think this is the same thing in that a bunch of people just figured out she is a good name to attach to it like i don't think that there is anything specific about her or what she's done that's doing this i have come through to cushley a lot though like a bunch of different loops I've followed have come through Cushley. Cushley? Which is a real, yeah, which is a real company. And and are these ads also Katie Couric ads? These ads are also Katie Couric ads, yeah. So, okay, wait. Before we move to that, I will say I did find one CBD Katie Couric connection that seems to be real, which is that Katie Couric had an I, she still does have an iHeart podcast called Next Question with Katie Couric. And she did do a CBD episode in 2019. That's, that's all I've got in terms of, as far as I can tell, that's like really the only time that she's ever addressed it in real life. What is also really weird is that in January 2022, the Jerusalem Post, which is a real website, like with real, real people, newspaper. published a sponsored article titled Katie Couric CBD gummies shocking revelations and it links out to a website called smilescbdgummies.org and it's all about Katie Couric CBD gummies it's a in fact it's a brand the Katie Couric CBD gummies that is hang on no this can't be real this is real how is this this is bizarre what the Jerusalem Post article oh okay right no I see what this is I see what this is so this is promo content. So this is like untouched by the Jerusalem Post. Oh, I know, but it's still there. Like, like this. I was just looking because I was like, I don't think that this is a, this is not something the Jerusalem Post has ever touched. I think it is a self-service thing. Like basically you can just sign up and say like, hey, I'm going to do promoted content. And they're just like, all right, whatever. Like we're not checking it. It's not related. Oh no, I've got that. Um, but it what it means to me is that somebody is so interested in Katie Couric and CBD gummies being associated that they're they're putting that stuff on the Jerusalem Post for seemingly SEO reasons. Yeah, it looks like SEO reasons, doesn't it? But why? Why? Well, I mean, I mean, the ultimate reason we kind of know the ultimate reason of this, which is people would like to sell CBD gummies. 
but I just can't imagine that this is efficient. So these are all different CBD websites selling Katie Couric themed CBD gummies. Hold on. I've just searched for CBD gummies on Jerusalem Post as a, a fixed term. And there are Holland and Barrett CBD gummies. There are Oros CBD gummies. There are clinical CBD gummies. There are Nexplant CBD gummies. The best CBD gummies. Uli CBD gummies. Pure CBD. Veramonin. Pure CBD gummies. So basically, the Jerusalem Post is just full of... They clearly have a self-service thing where you can put, for SEO reasons, your thing on there. And the the copy is the same, actually. The copy is exactly the same. So the people are just ripping each other off in order to put different versions of CBD gummies on the Jerusalem Post website. That's so weird. But like, are there other celebrities who are becoming associated with CBD gummies? Like, this is what I'm hung up on is the randomness of uh, of Katie Couric. Because she's not like, she's not like a person that I associate with like an expert or an endorsement or anything. But that's why it works. It works because it is an... It's someone you don't expect, but someone you trust. Like that's the goal. Like, like, wow. okay, okay. For you, I'm trying to think who the best person. Uh, when he's dead, but it would be Anthony Bourdain. Like, if you saw a thing being like, "Hey, Anthony Bourdain swears by these CBD gummies," you'd be like, "Okay." I guess. I guess Anthony Bourdain is the Katie Couric for cool millennial men in their early 30s. Sure. That's how I would describe you. Yes. So you think that these these websites are all just like there's no there's no central source for this. You think it's all just copying each other and and using Katie Couric for this? Yeah, I think that they found like broadly speaking how you do this is if you'd want if you would want to do this. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to unpack whether or not these Okay, no. So all the copy is actually different. I, I initially thought they were the same but it's not. The copy is different. What there are is there's someone selling CBD gummies. I personally think it's Cushley, but I'm not sure because they also seem to be kind of a uh, doing a shop, the storefront thing where you buy a storefront and just whitelist, uh, white, what's the word? Not whitelist, white page. Um, whatever. Where you, where you take it and just put your own copy and, and images on it and then go, I have my own store. But the, the, they are real. <laughs> yeah. That's a- oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, the, the FTC in May 2021, filed a complaint against Kushley Industries for marketing product containing CBD using unsubstantiated health and establishment claims. And there was an administrative consent order against Kushley Industries. So the fact that this all links through to them, I am vaguely suspicious of. Although also some of them link through to a fucking keto website, which was also extremely confusing. Like, I think that there are multiple outlets using the Katie Couric's tragic ending concept. But like you know what's they, crazy? What? So like I Googled Katie Kirk Cushley and I got a bunch of like additional spammy promo posts, like one that was published on one that was published on SF Weekly, which I think is also real. Like and also yeah, no. FS Weekly is like a real website, like written by real people. But they but like Jerusalem Post, they also have like a sponsored content section. And the headline is Katie Couric CBD gummies shocking scam report reveals must read before buying. And then it's just the same ad for the CBD gummies hosted by a new website that we haven't seen before yet uh, called 
uh, it doesn't even work. Uh, expressrevenue.com. So like, so the SEO farms for CBD gummies associated with Katie Couric and Cushley are using, they're like trying to bury the, like the, the scam maybe. Maybe, but then why does, why, why bother? Just surely, surely stop. Like the other thing is, is that if you are a CBD gummies manufacturer, you are going to be constantly looking at the trends for CBD gummies. And if suddenly Katie Couric CBD gummies is spiking, which we know it is, you're just going to be like, right, we'll rebrand all our stuff, Katie Couric CBD gummies and direct through to our own original stuff. So what I think happened is that a bunch of money went after. Wait, hold on. Actually, really important thing here. When was Taylor's tweet? Because <laughs> this may be... I'm now starting to wonder is like, is it Taylor doing this? Not like she's done it, but just like, was she the spike? So one 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 th- interesting thing is this dailymailstore.uk.com post, the fake NBC one. It it has like a totally gibberish URL. It has like a bunch of fake links that don't go anywhere. Yeah. I put it into CrowdTangle just to see like what I could see. And CrowdTangle breaks trying to analyze it. It doesn't show any top referrals. And it can't like, like it can't show anyone that's sharing it, but it does show totals. So it says that it's been interacted with sixty nine thousand seven hundred and twenty four times <laughs> and has been shared sixty four thousand three hundred and twenty one times. So this page, I think, I think, my best guess is this page went viral somehow by accident. Okay, so we've got a kind of, I don't know what the best way to describe it is. Wait, hang on. So it's the Daily Mail page, right? The Daily Mail store. Page. The, 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 the 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 fake Daily Mail URL that looks like an NBC News page. Yeah. Okay. So it was potentially attached to something that went viral. Yeah, like CrowdTangle can't tell me where it was being shared, but it can tell me that it was being shared like an incredible amount, like 64,000 times. Whoa, that is, yeah, that is a lot. So I'm, try- I'm trying to find another way around that, but like, I- so I just opened up BuzzSumo, which is another, it's another platform, and it can't tell me either. So like clearly, clearly this got shared somehow, some way onto Facebook. But when was this post even created? I can't even figure it out. Uh, the post being the one that looks like a... Yeah. Also, can I point out the URL of this post? It's insane, right? It's Z-Light Kraken Matte Black Old Brass Standard Pool Table Lighting. <laughs> sure. Sure, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I've got some, I've got some more information. Okay. Not a lot, but some. I can tell you that a similar fake-looking NBC News article about Whoopi Goldberg was also created on a website called Dan Taylor Blog. Okay. 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 So, all right. I understand. Okay. So, if you if you take the headline with the uh, the Katie Couric latest business venture headline from the fake NBC News article that's hosted on the fake Daily Mail URL. You get a bunch of screenshots of a similar fake story about Whoopi Goldberg written almost identically saying that she wouldn't be here without CBD, which was published in December 2021. And you also see screenshots of the Katie Couric one also published 
in December 2021. So what it looks like is somebody created this fake Katie Couric CBD thing and made it look like a real news site. And then that went viral on Facebook in December because at least, and has been shared at least 64,000 times. And that caused a massive like SEO trigger to create a ton of stuff about Katie Couric and CBD. That's my theory. Okay, right. That makes sense. In fact, in fact, going further, the SF Weekly post about Katie Couric and CBD was also December 2021. And I'm going to bet the Jerusalem Post one, let's see, January 2022. So, so I think that's what this is. I think in December 2021, someone made a really convincing Katie Couric CBD fake news story and it went viral by accident or it went viral on purpose, but it went viral in a way that like was unexpected. Okay. So I'm tracking back in search trends, Katie Couric and CBD, and there's nothing above one. So basically nothing before December the 4th. Then the week of December the 5th, there's a small spike and then it goes down to basically zero again. And then the week of the 26th of December, there's the first spike, and then that goes down again, and then we've had the most recent spike. So I think it, I think you have found the second of the cycle, in that there's a small spike, and then there was a bit more as a result of that spike, and then another decline, and then we've had the big spike. And the second one of those is the one that you found here. Interesting. Uh, I have one more trick I can try that might give us a, an idea of what's going on. So BuzzSumo uh, can, do, uh, it can do content analysis um over time so interesting okay interesting okay so whoa there's a lot here oh my god okay so so the sf weekly post didn't none of these got a lot of engagement but the sf weekly post published in december got a little bit of engagement and if you go to a content, if, so BuzzSumo has a content analysis report feature. So I put Katie Couric CBD in and the spike is huge in December, actually, for Katie Couric CBD. I'll send you the screenshot. Hold on. So check this out. So for whatever reason, like there was just a massive influx of Katie Couric CBD content because of this S because of this SF weekly post. Well, that is huge. I mean, it could be, I, know. I mean, I mean, it will say the the number of engagements is super low still. Like none of these, the total engagements are still in like the eighties. So there's a bunch of additional content being created, but it's not actually doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like compared to the, the fake uh, NBC news posts, which got, you know, 60,000 shares or whatever, the SF weekly one only got 22 shares. And the Jerusalem Post one only got 11 shares. So I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess the fake. All right, let me, I'm going to put this all together. Uh, here we go. Here, here's here's right. my thought. Let's do it. A website called gethuman.com, which is also sometimes known as buyhuman.com, created a fake looking NBC News article titled Katie Couric's latest business venture sparks tension with, C with, with CTV and Bell Media sponsors. She fires back live on air. In shocking one-on-one -on -one interview, US, US's most popular news anchor reveals how she wouldn't be here without CBD. It's a massive SEO advertisement filled with fake quotes from Kathy Lee Gifford and Al Roker, all about clinical CBD gummies. You click on the link in that article, and it takes you to gethuman.com, 
where you can buy CBD gummies. We don't know why it went so viral, but it was shared 64,000 times. Okay, right. So there was a, there was a big share spike at some point. Yes. And that caused a massive interest in Katie Couric's CBD. Yeah, and I think I don't think I don't think it was a hundred percent like one thing. I think it's been a bit cyclical, but yes, that was the seed. And I assume that whatever company was doing this probably had a bunch of different things with a bunch of different celebrity names, and they tried. They probably did the same thing for Al Roker. I think that's right. I think, I I, I think that's right. Did we get it? I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you off here because I was also hunting through various different things, and I discovered a. We share... You're going to hate this. You're going to absolutely hate this. Uh, I discovered a reshare of a post from NITV6, a Spanish-English language news channel, which reshared a post from Apex Appliance, an air conditioning company, which linked to this exact same thing with a new, brand new URL called uh, work, which links to the same thing and this was January 5th I don't know how to interpret that I think I think this is I think this is something not this is an absolute like grift and it has broken out and everyone has like big spreadsheets where they're just plugging stuff in and being like we'll try this try this try this try this and something's broken out and it's kind of just got into everyone's spreadsheets simultaneously and they're all suddenly nailing this and it's not a specific company that's done it. Something happened which made that thing go viral and get 64,000 shares. And as a result, it's broken the entire thing and suddenly everyone's algorithm says we should buy a load of Facebook ads about Katie Couric's tragic ending and that's the whole thing. I think I think that's right. I think I think that's ex- Also the other thing that's really throwing me off here is that every single version of this has a different name of the product and I can't figure out who owns what because they all seem to be sort of the same product. Like, when Taylor tweeted one of these uh, ads, it linked through to the same site that we've been through to, but at that time, it was linked to an advert for Pure Kana CBD gummies, and it's now linked to uh, Katie Couric CBD gummies, or Botanical CBD gummies, or just a bunch of different stuff. Like, the names are just all over the place. Like, it, 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 there's not a clear thing that it's linking to. It's not a brand. It is one brand that has a bunch of different names. Yeah, like the most recent one is looking through to Kushti CBD gummies. So I will say, <laughs> ctvnews.ca, the Canadian news organization, yeah. did publish a story in June of last year saying, beware CBD gummy ads exploiting household names to defraud customers. I mean, that sounds like what's happening. <laughs> that is what's happening. And I think we can all agree that's what's happening. What we can't seem to figure out is... Why, why this particular post went viral on Facebook? Because yeah, that no seems to be the main thing here. I also don't understand how the keto stuff got involved. That's like a whole side thing, which I find very strange. But every now and again, you click off one on one of them, it takes you to a keto thing rather than a CBD gummies thing. Oh, weird. Hold on. Hold on. Every time, every time I think we've figured it out. It gets weirder. It gets weirder. So, as of 2020, 
there was an there was the identical text being shared the uh in an insightful one-on-one interview one of the world's most popular blah 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 but it was about CBD and Shaquille O'Neal okay right so this is this is it i think you're looking for the right celebrity for the right i assume the right audience because they can try every celebrity because every celebrity is willing to endorse them fakely um yeah they're just experimenting to see what like what jumps out and i think what's probably happening is because oh no this makes sense actually what's happening is because facebook is such absolute garbage right now extremely random stuff goes viral it doesn't make any sense but as a result it's sending this incredibly strong signal through that isn't really a signal at all because it's it's facebook it's kind of garbage so it's sending this huge signal through and suddenly everyone is like oh katie Kerr is the only thing person that matters when if they were sensible what they'd look at their data and be like this is just a weird spike but there's probably like one guy in a apartment somewhere so why would he why would he look at their data and be like don't follow it everything's automated he just lets it go and that's probably what's happened here there's been one random facebook spike which has just meant that all of these ads which you'd usually not see because the see the 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 return on them is like lousy and they you only see them occasionally has suddenly all turned into one thing and as a result it's an it's an algorithmic driven it's an algorithm taking a scam and turbocharging it in a very specific way i think that's exactly right i think i think one of these things went viral and it shouldn't have and now all the robots have come out to just churn out more and more garbage based on katie Couric and cbd gummies because of this one viral story and her tragic ending and her tragic ending wow that's so fucking weird <laughs> This is one of the weirdest, one of the weirdest stories like this we've looked at on this show. Every time we do one of these, I mean, you try and dig to the bottom of this thing, and then it turns out there's just nothing there. Yeah, like, it's like that... it's like it, it's like with a Scooby Gang, and whenever we like pull the sheet off the person, it's just there's no no one under it. Yeah, it's just like it's just random automation that like we accidentally saw. Like we, it's like it's like um. I once heard a story that like all of the retired robots for Disneyland are kept in like tunnels underneath the amusement park. And this, I always assumed that like, I guess they're still running and it's like, we saw that it's like, we saw the machine tunnel. Yeah. But the machine tunnel is just also Facebook. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think this is as far as we can take this one. Wow. <sighs> So before we get to the content to consume to say saying this week, we have an announcement, uh, which is that um, we are we are doing some some big housekeeping for the show. We have been on Anchor.fm for probably a year and a half now, and we've been on Patreon.com. It's closing on two years for about two years. We uh, so I I do most of our content management, and I hate Patreon. I've always hated Patreon. I think it's an annoying service, and it doesn't work well. With the rest of the stuff that I do on the internet, most of my business is based on Substack. And what I liked about Substack more than Patreon, and I've come to really like about Substack versus Patreon, is the fact that I can like give out coupons and I can do discounts and I can sort of create interconnected services. Can't do that with Patreon. Uh, many, year, many years ago now, we tried to do uh, the content minds on Substack and Substack's podcast platform just really wasn't where we needed it to be. That is not true anymore. 
So uh, as of this week, the contentminds.com exists. We have, <laughs> we have a website that has all of our episodes in order. So all of the subscriber only episodes are there. All of the free episodes are there. It's hosted on Substack. And if you subscribe to the to Garbage Day, you will be getting uh like a free invite to that. You also will be moved over to Substack. Where we'll we'll be sending out like a free month of this if you are a Patreon supporter. So like it's totally seamless. You can decide if you want to keep su- supporting us. That's totally fine. That's up to you. But it's a it's been a massive headache for me for the last like year and a half to try to like do all of this stuff and now that it's all in one place whereas whereas i have been uninvolved and i just think ryan's whining luke has been deeply uninvolved uh so i'm i i've moved us all over to substack um i'm excited i'm hope i'm hoping it doesn't go crazy uh this episode should be totally seamless in your podcast listening program of choice but also now if you if you would prefer to get us via email that's totally fine too but hopefully there won't be any problems i know i know podcast rss feeds can be wonky and strange so uh my my twitter inbox is open i'm on discord message me if there's any problems hopefully this should be totally sorted out and hopefully starting this week you'll keep listening to it i don't don't know hopefully this all works (laughs) is what i'm saying um Hey, Luke, did you consume any content to stay sane this week? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the new Frank Turner album, which I think is... I've been putting off, but I think it's a great album, and I want to talk about it. Cool. How about you? Did you consume any content? Yeah, I want to talk about the new Scream movie. Okay. Okay. Let's go do that in our other, in our other show, which, once again, you can go check out and subscribe to <laughs> on thecontentminds.com. We finally... You know, for a show about internet content, we are extremely bad at making it easy to find and listen to our show but no more but but if you do keep listening to it you will find about katie craig's tragic ending the reason i wanted to get substack as our host was so that i can put a bunch of katie craig cbd gummy seo (laughs) spam in the body of our episode yeah oh i should do that though shouldn't i i bet it would do really well who the fuck knows (laughs) 